That's right, folks. It's time for the Nerdy Point of View podcast, where we explore the nerdier side of life via random topics that we come up with and discuss for your entertainment. I'm one of your hosts, the literal worst, Brian Penaloza. With me today is the pun master herself, Carrie Penaloza. Hello, everyone. I'm so bloody tired. <laughs> and he's also here, Martin Franklin. That's right. I'm here. I turned up. I'm around <laughs> doing our thing. How are we doing? Oh, it has been it has been a, a little time here. Uh, it's been a hot minute. Together. I think the best way to catch up is via random topics of conversation. So let's start today. I think we should start with Carrie. I mean, why not? It's not like I'm totally out of it or anything. <laughs> but uh, as some people know who uh, follow me on Instagram and whatnot, I've been going through a quite long flare right now with my rheumatoid arthritis. So I thought this might be a good time to kind of bring it up because I follow quite a bit of support groups for uh, an array of autoimmune diseases and things for chronic pain. And I know that each of us deal with things like chronic pain and mental illness issues, et cetera, et cetera. So what I'm wondering is what are some things that you dislike that people kind of assume about what you're going through and what are some kind of things you wish people better understood about these things? All right. Um, I know I have one, but Martin, do you have one? Um, yeah. I mean, mine is probably different because I, I think my, my stuff is really only mental health associated, right? I know you guys have more of the, like the actual physical um stuff to deal with so, so mine's really just about like you know day to day you project a certain personality and people come to expect that of you um and then almost kind of call you out when suddenly you're not able to maintain it like you can't go to a meal or something um because you're a bit sleepy and stuff and people just think like oh lazy tired or whatever and you're like no actually it was that my depression completely wiped me out and i wish i had a choice about it but i slept and slept and <laughs> slept and <laughs> then woke up six hours later and you know mm -hmm. um but i mean yeah i mean i think uh, for me a lot of my stuff a lot of people go through very similar things in their own way but there is a lot more awareness about it now so actually i think maybe like a year ago even it would have been more difficult to talk about it but yeah i think that's what's difficult for me i mean i mean you guys probably I, I think you probably have more more with regards to this stuff because there is an assumption made i i saw some tweets about this even the other day you know um devon rue on twitter I, th I think we're all familiar with um actually had a thread about this recently about you know she's partially blind and uh, i think people assume because she reads something you know that that she's suddenly making it up or faking it and this sort of, and people forget that there are gradients to this stuff as well you know like you can be um blind but have some form of vision you know and i think people have more misconceptions with that if that makes sense mm -hmm. it does but i mean to that same point I, I would say that you know kind of what you were talking about with depression and stuff is also incredibly valid and that there are still misconceptions about that. I mean, you know, kind of like you said, the whole, uh, you know, you were sleeping for six hours and people just assume that you didn't go because you're lazy. I mean, that's a misconception because people don't understand depression if they haven't gone through it. You know, people go through sad spells and shit like that and mm -hmm. they equate that with depression and, oh, well, I got over it. You can and don't really understand depression on a deeper level like you would and I, I think there's something to be said for the assumptions that people make about you because of that yeah you know absolutely. it's it's not just assumption you know people do make assumptions about you when you have pain um mm -hmm. but they also make assumptions about you when you have uh you know something going on with you mentally as well yeah it's all true I guess, and it all comes from the, I guess, the awareness of whoever you're talking to and how open you are as well. I know I've had to get a lot better about stuff. Um, literally, the the thing I was talking about yesterday, uh, the thing I was talking about literally happened yesterday where I was meant to go out for a meal with friends and about four o'clock, I laid down for just an hour nap. I was like, I'm feeling a little bit sleepy. I'm just going to set my alarm for an hour. I'm going to have a little top up. And then I was waking up and it was like 
nine or something a night and i'd like missed everything and i had messages and stuff from people and it was like oh yeah we assumed you just fell asleep ha 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 like it was all very jokey um because i do talk a lot about how i struggle sleeping and things like that and so it was kind of funny and that in a weird way kind of almost added to stuff because i was like oh this is this is now what people expect of me you know like people expect that if i don't get in touch with them i'm just sleeping and it's a joke and you know it was never meant in any harmful way it's just people's perceptions and so i then had to take that step of going like yeah actually it was a really bad day and this is the consequences and blah 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 and like kind of filled them in a little bit and um so yeah you are right and i do tend to diminish my own things and not necessarily a minute but i think that's what it is i think i wish sometimes i wish people would just kind of stop for a second go like hang on there could be something more here um let's not make that ha 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 joke just yet you know let's make sure that if I responded and go like, yeah, silly me, I fell asleep, then sure, laugh. But if you haven't heard from me yet, maybe don't like put four cry laughing phases after the, did you fall asleep? Because that might not necessarily be appropriate, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's mm-hmm. not helpful. It's, and like yeah. you said, because I mean, knowing the kind of person you are, as well as I know you or as well as I think I know you, obviously, um, you know, you're not the kind of person that enjoys kind of leaving people up to dry. And when it happens, I I could, and this is me making my own assumption, but I could assume that you probably don't feel great about the whole thing, you know, already. Yeah. So making kind of light of it, making a joke of it while, you know, for them, it seems harmless for you. It just adds to the guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it is kind of a weird double standard because I'm the first person to make light of it when I can. But I also wouldn't make light of something if someone else hadn't given me the green green light first, if that makes sense. Like I, I feel like, I guess that's it. I guess just wait for the cue from the other person before you do that kind of thing. Because by all accounts, next time I see my friends, I might have been like, yeah, it, it, it was silly stuff. Don't worry. It's all taken care of now. Ha ha ha. But just in that moment, it wasn't quite ready for it, I guess. Yeah. So... Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you make a point. And yeah, I, I definitely was already beating myself up about it. So, um, and I had to take a step back and go, nope, <laughs> don't make it worse. <laughs> so that's what we tend to do. But yeah, like, uh, what about yourselves? Like, are there any, any specific instances that come to mind for you? Well, before we kind of move on, I also want to touch when it comes to depression, um, pill shaming. Hmm. Which is absolutely thing, you know, like a lot of people say like, oh, don't take antidepressants, don't take anti-anxieties, you know, like working out, healthy sleeping schedule, blah, blah, blah. These things all helped for me. Don't take drugs. You know, I don't I don't believe that drugs help. And they, hey, if yeah. that worked for you, great. But what worked for one individual might not work for 10 others. Absolutely. And if somebody feels that they, you know, exhausted other every other means, you know, possible and they feel like, OK, like. I'm going to go on antidepressants. I'm going to go on whatever, you know, support that because it might be actually helping them and might even save their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I find like a lot of people lately just kind of pill shame. I hate to kind of use this term, but this is what I kind of see go around a lot. It's what it boils down to, isn't it? Effectively is. And I, and I think people saying, yeah, like my method's better than yours. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And it's almost like you're a bad person because you are using uh, a an, an medication to help you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, so that's kind of the underlying crash. tone of it. Mm-hmm. And you'll see you'll see a very similar thing uh, in in pain medication as well. Is, Absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of shame in if you have chronic pain and you do need something a little bit harder than Tylenol uh, to help mm-hmm. you function as a you know regular human being, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, there's this opioid, op- opioid crisis and and my son died because he overdosed on pills and you're part of the problem because you need them or you don't really need them and you just need to exercise more. It always comes down to exercise more and eat better, by the way, you'll yeah. find no matter what's wrong with you. All you need yeah. is exercise and a better diet and you'll, you'll be fine. Yep. You know, yeah. because that's know. why people were dying at the age of 40 in fucking Roman times because, you know. It was just diet and exercise. It, it was diet had nothing to do with the fact they didn't have access to any of this medication that could have helped them. Uh, exactly. No, it was, it was just because they ate raw rabbit or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, was, I was not a, an ancient Roman. <laughs> 
but no but you're right and and i think that with that kind of stuff anyway like there's only so much you can do do you know what i mean there's only so like sure eating is eating well is great and exercising is great but also you have to be able to get to the place where you can do those things exactly. um i know my diet for example is horrendous and i'm constantly daily fighting against myself with like the cravings and the urges and all that kind of stuff and um like it's not as easy as someone just saying, "Oh, eat better." You're like, "Oh, thanks. All right, I'm better now." Okay, see you later. Um, it's like you're touched by salad Jesus, and all of a sudden exactly. you, you have this need, come to salad moment. I need salad Jesus in my life. Oh my god. Um, and yeah, like sure, like it plays a part. But do you know what? What is even better than that is not shoehorning yourself into that situation, but getting there in a, in a healthy way. Um, and that can be done via the help of medications, via the help of professionals, by whatever means is necessary. Um, yeah, yeah, 100 um, percent. Couldn't agree more with all of that. And also the kind of the most important aspect of this is mind your own fucking business. Honestly, yeah, yeah. because, again, like Carrie was saying, it's not one size fits all. And that may have worked for you, but you're being counterproductive. By telling someone, oh, if you do this, you'll be better, you know, because they probably already tried it, exactly. got news for you, and uh, it probably didn't work for them. And now you're sh- you're essentially you're shaming them. You're saying, well, this worked for me. If it is, you know, it does. If it doesn't work for you, you're you're more broken than me or you're, you you can't be fixed or whatever is maybe not intended, but there's a subtext to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's where lack of awareness comes in, really. It boils down to, I, I guess, where you're coming out with the question, like, when people aren't aware of stuff, they make assumptions, right? And rather than asking asking the right questions, people tell. And yes. that's a different thing. I think, you know, I think it's perfectly reasonable for someone to say, like, oh, I heard this. Is this a thing that maybe you could do? And you could go, like, actually, I've already tried that. Unfortunately, it wasn't helpful for me or whatever. Rather than saying something like, oh, I heard of, th- I heard this story, like, three times removed. Like, my cousin's auntie's brother did this thing and it cured them. So, really, you need to do this. And you're like, mm, actually, no. Um, <laughs> but thanks for coming, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. Especially when they say something, you know, like, oh, well, you just, you just need a healthy sleep routine. And it's like, oh, shit, really? I didn't think about that. So, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just, mm-hmm. you know, click that button in my brain that stops all these thoughts from happening so I can just go to sleep. It's not like these symptoms that I have right now are causing me to have an unhealthy sleep routine. Like, it's not black and white. You have to understand. Yeah. You know, like, and like B said, you know, like, there are things that you have tried. And when you say things like this it's I don't I hate to use the word infuriating but like you get stressed from it because sometimes you're not looking for answers to somebody mm-hmm. sometimes you just want to say this is what I'm going through I'm frustrated I'm stressed you know I just need someone to talk to I don't need somebody to tell me what will work for me or what I'm doing wrong. Just listen. And you might be surprised of what you learn by just listening to somebody. Pretty simple concept. You don't need to be a guru in everybody's life. You don't need to have these enlightening answers for somebody. You just listen, be a friend, supportive. Yeah. Sometimes that's such a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. People always wanting to have the answers. Well, Mm -hmm. I honestly think that that is a symptom and we'll touch more on this later, but I think that's kind of a symptom of the social media age where mm-hmm. everyone has an opinion about something and they have to tell you their opinion. And I think that some of that bleeds into real life with this kind of stuff, you know, oh, well, I heard this works, so you should be doing this. Or, you know, I swear by this thing because I heard about this or I read this article on some unknown uh, medical journal that is probably <laughs> trying to sell you something. Right. Um, and if you oh, do this, yeah. it'll work. It's like we don't always need an opinion 100 percent of the fucking day. Like sometimes you just want to have a conversation and I, I don't give a fuck about your opinion. I just, you know, like Carrie was saying, you asked me, why did you not do X or where were you for Y or, you know, whatever. And my answer was because I'm going through this. And really, the conversation can end there. You know, you could say, oh, man, that sucks. Sorry to hear that or whatever. But you're not a doctor. 
and you're certainly not our doctor. So maybe mm. just kind of take a step back, put yourself in the other person's shoes and just say, you know what? That that fucking blows. And that's enough. Yep. Thank you. Yes, it does blow. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that kind of touches on actually what I was going to talk about um, with my chronic pain, my chronic illness, you know, like for f- most people, they hear rheumatoid arthritis uh, and they think they just focus in the arthritis, you know, and the first thing they say is like, oh, well, my grandmother has that. It's like, does she though? Like, cause it's not just like arthritis. When you break down the word, it means inflammation of the joint and rheumatoid arthritis has actually been changed uh like you used to call it juvenile rheumatoid arthritis back when i was first diagnosed now they call it juvenile idiopathic arthritis because they know less about it now than they did back then but this isn't just pain this is an autoimmune disease this is our immune system attacking ourselves and it affects more than just your joints uh it affects your organs it can affect your uh blood vessels, your skin, your eyes, your, it affects multiple aspects of our lives. There's fatigue, there's uh, rheumatic nodules, there's a huge array of things that, you know, it, before people start to give advice about things, understand that it's more than just chronic pain that what we're going through. And one of these things, like I follow a lot of support groups online, and I've had to unfollow quite a few on Instagram because, as B said, they're trying to sell you something. And the biggest thing is diet change. Everybody wants you to change your diet. And the funny thing is, like, if you actually read the small writing in a lot of their websites, they say no research has been done to substantialize, you know, our findings. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there. This is just things that like, well, these are healthy for you and they do X, Y, and Z to your body. So we think this will help your symptoms. Oh, stick your body in a giant freezer because we think it will help your inflammation system. And like literally like cryo treatment is a thing that like a lot of groups on Instagram have tried to get me into. And I'm sorry, I hate the cold. Sticking me in a giant freezer is not something I want to try. But, uh, what the biggest thing right now is, like I said, the diet change. And a lot of these groups will advocate it and be like, oh, well, you know, get these nutrients in your system. And then as you kind of search through their Instagram or you click on their website, you come to realize, oh, they're selling protein shakes. They're selling these right. powders. They're selling these things. So, of course, they're going to tell you. And they, they say everything from, oh, this helps with your uh, immune system. This helps with migraines. This helps with. PCOS like um I don't think a protein shake is going to help anyone get pregnant I'm sorry but uh well, you know, I, I mean I, depends <laughs> on the protein shake a a no <laughs> I sorry, don't if want if, yeah if you're having it as a protein shake you're definitely doing something wrong <laughs> yeah. so, um. but you know what I mean like it's just be careful about the advice you take because a lot of the times they are trying to sell you something and like I have because of my symptoms, when I'm in a bad flare like this, like right now, for instance, I feel sick. And I, the things I eat can easily trigger nausea for me. And if I don't like the taste of something or if my stomach doesn't like something that I've eaten, I will get sick. And I've gone through weight loss periods where I was down to 85 to 90 pounds. And I'm finally getting to a point now where... I'm like, okay, I'm not going to try these dietary restrictions because I end up losing a substantial amount of weight and that triggers a lot of other symptoms for me. And ever since kind of just taking control of what I eat, like I eat a lot of things I probably shouldn't be. Like, you know, Martin was saying, I eat stuff that is garbage, but like it, I enjoy eating it. My stomach likes eating it. And that's okay with me because I'm going through symptoms regardless if I'm eating multitudes of salads and protein shakes, which I tell you, like, I puked a lot when I was on these things. Like, I have a sensitive stomach, so I can't eat things that I don't like eating, even if they're supposed to be good for me, because I just end up getting sick. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of getting tired of everybody telling me to, like, well, on Instagram, all these support groups, you know, like, oh, well, you've got to change your diet. And it's like, if it was simple as that, not 
many people would still be suffering with all these illnesses. And and not to mention the fact that it is just so difficult to know because we live in the age of the influencer and this whole, like, it is a targeted thing. Like, if you use Instagram, if you use Twitch, if you use any of these things and you have a sufficient enough following, companies are going to come to you and say, hey, do you want to sell our thing? And exactly. unfortunately, there's a lot of people who aren't particularly ethical in that. Like, um, and that it just clouds the water even more. Like, sure, there might be something that does help in some way, but how are you even going to know which one to trust? Because, yeah. like, it's like, where do you even start with that? So, um, when someone comes at you or judge you about it and go, like, yeah, but have you done this? Like, immediately you're like, well, I'm not, I don't want to try what you're selling. Because exactly. The way you've just come at me as well. Like, I just, yeah. Actually, yeah, one of the people did actually approach me and they're like, hey, we really want you to promote our product. <laughs> You know, like, here's our link. Here's, you know, all the info we think it can help you. So they wanted me to buy the product and then, mm -hmm. you know, uh, record and uh, post about uh, how I go. But when I kind of looked more into the company itself, first off, they had a horrible reputation on uh, the BBB, uh, which is kind of like a, a website you can go to. They, if, uh, if a product or a company is not on the BBB, it's not saying that they're automatically a scheme or a scam, but if they are on there and they have a bad record, like these people, they're like as much blacklisted on the BBB as you can be. Like they had the worst scoring. There was multiple posts about it being a scam on there. Because uh, mm -hmm. what it actually turned out to be, as people posted from their experiences with it, is once you sign on to be a promoter for this company, and I was doing air quotes for that, by the way, um, <laughs> you are expected to not only promote the product, but sell it. And you only get money from selling it. It's a pyramid scheme. Right. But they don't sell it as that. They sell it as this wonderful thing that's going to give you all these great benefits and it helps with this and it helps with that. And it fucking cures cancer for all they know, you know, like they they'll sell it to whoever they think will buy it. But yeah. really, you know, it just comes down to, well, now you have to sell it. And then, oh, you have to sign on people underneath you and you get a percentage of their sales. And the person above you gets a percentage of your sales. And it just keeps going. On. It's a yeah, pyramid scheme. And so, like, just right there that left a bad taste in my mouth and i really started to do more research on a lot of these groups i did follow on instagram that promoted all this healthy eating because I, I considered it because again like i've considered trying a lot of different things to help me uh but now i'm super skeptical because as you said like who do you believe mm -hmm. and I, I think it just comes to if i want help with that i'll see a nutritionalist I'm yeah for sure I'm not going to take my advice from Instagram or Twitter. So we see how many issues are coming from the fact that doctors don't get it wrong all the time and they can certainly um, misuse our trust, I guess, for lack of a better word. There are obviously cases of that. But mm -hmm. when you're taking your medical advice from random Instagram and random Facebook posts and stuff, like that's why the whole vaccination thing that's going on is so prevalent at the moment. Things that as a like a species we fought so hard to eradicate are coming back and things like that because someone with no medical knowledge who didn't go and spend years and years and years of their life learning this will suddenly go like yeah but i'm not so sure and all of a sudden <laughs> that's the equivalent like and it's like i'm sorry what in what universe like don't get me wrong i go to the doctors and they say stuff sometimes so i'm like okay uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. not, but that's my prerogative. Like you know, I, I guess, but I don't then immediately go outside, and especially not no. if you're experiencing. You know, like someone you you can probably guess that most of the people doing this are people who don't suffer from the similar things or the same as yourself, and so it's completely dis disingenuous from itself because they don't mm -hmm. even have the basic experience to relate to you. Exactly. Um, yeah. well, I think they take advantage of you being desperate. You're desperate right. at this point to find any kind of solution just to alleviate some of your symptoms, you know, and some people 
don't have access to doctors. Some people don't mm-hmm. have the income to get, you know, some of the treatments that are actually necessary. So they're like, I need help. I'm desperate. And they go and they look for these sources. And unfortunately, they're taken advantage of. Yeah, I might be a bit of a simpleton. That very well may be true. But kind of the way I look at it is if there was a silver bullet that could cure or alleviate the symptoms of or eradicate X, Y, or Z disease, every doctor in that field would be promoting the shit out of it. And so basically anybody that says, oh, this is going to cure you, I immediately take with the biggest grain of salt possible because, again, a silver bullet like that, if true, if really existed, would be prescribed. People would be making money off of it in the biggest sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pharmaceuticals would be, yeah. Big Pharma would find a way to turn that shit into a pill. Like, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, See, I I kind of have the the opposite issue issue of you guys. Um, Well, not necessarily of Martin. For me, it's opposite only in that it's physical. Um, But, like, for me, I, I have a shit ton of chronic pain. And... Uh, I've got a herniated disc in my back, my knee and hip on my right side of my body tend to give out uh, the right side of my body. My shoulder's really bad. Uh, my neck's really bad. And it's starting to affect the left side of my body because I've overcompensated for the last uh, 13 or 14 years. I've lost mm-hmm. track. Um, but my thing is I, I work in the auto industry and I do a lot of, you know, auto industry related things. So. When something heavy needs to be lifted or moved or whatever, people see me, you know, young 32 year old guy and like, oh, that shouldn't right. be, that won't be a problem for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a young buck. And I have to go. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm probably like joint wise older than you. And mm-hmm. here's why. And then I go through that explanation or, you know, uh, sometimes my hip will give out and I'll have a limp for a week and I will be asked incessantly about the limp. Why are you limping? You Okay. What happened? Right. And, you know, you tell them because everyone assumes that, oh, you must have hurt yourself recently or something like that. And it's like, no, this is a 13 or 14 year old injury that will flare up for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it gets a bit frustrating. Um, I I tend to have patience when people don't know. And, you know, they, they you know, there's no way for them to know. So, you know, I explain it to them and blah, blah, blah. But when the same person will ask me about six or seven times, that's when I start to get frustrated. Right. Like. At this point, you you would think somebody getting hit by a car is a thing you'd remember about them. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like that should be a. Yeah, I feel I feel like when you see the limp again, you might put two and two together, be like, oh, right. That was from the the car thing, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. because personally, I don't like being questioned all the fucking time whenever there's a thing about me. But generally, just people assume that I'm a strong young buck and my back won't allow it. My hip won't allow it. you know, every day is a, a struggle for me physically, but I have been dealing with it for so long that I don't really let on a whole lot. And I don't want to because I don't want I don't want people like pitying me and I don't want people like. I don't know, babying me or anything like that. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess. Really, I just want to be treated normal, but. You know, when I tell you this happened, not have it be shrugged off either, I guess, is kind Mm -hmm. of what I'm looking for. That's actually a great point, because um, a lot of like there's a lot of tension going on right now with the whole uh, you don't look sick, so you're not sick, you know, like because their disabilities aren't glaringly obvious. Oh, you're not missing an arm. You, You know, you're not on fire. So you're fine. And yeah. like, that's talking obviously to an extreme, but you know, it gets the message across. But for people like what uh, Brian was talking about, and I don't always like to wear a knee brace when I go out. I don't like, because mm-hmm. we're trying to actually, and this is pretty, I guess, bad on like my part, you know, but like, I don't want to, it to seem obvious. We're struggling to be as normal as possible. We're trying as I, well, for one, like when I had to go around, there's times, you know, I'm shopping, grocery shopping in my hometown 
and I had to use their little scooter system there, you know, and people give you looks when you're long or when you're young and you don't look obvious that something's wrong with you. And they're like, oh, you're just a young punk who's just messing around in the equipment. Oh, well, somebody might right. actually need that, you know, and they're not realizing that, like, you pushed yourself to a limit because you are already like because you know what people are going to perceive and sometimes also your pride kind of gets in the way which is definitely something with me yeah and so when you push yourself to that limit where you actually do need these devices and you do need these aids when people react in that way you are upset and you're kind of angry but you also have you're shamed you feel shame and even despite that you knew you pushed yourself, you're like, could I have pushed myself more? Could I, you know, and that's not a healthy way of thinking. I hate looking back and knowing I felt that way. But in that moment, you just you can't help it. So, you know, when you do see someone who is young and using this equipment or using any other kind of aid, uh, and this includes those, um, the, the parking tags, you know, like for, uh, Fuck, I'm stumbling on the term for them right now. I'm so tired. Uh, but, you know, like a lot of people think, oh, you took that from your grandmother. You took that from so-and-so. You're just, you just want a nice parking spot because you look normal right now. And just keep in mind that they're probably struggling to hide whatever's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when like a year after I got hit by the car, I was about 20. Uh, I had to use a cane for a while. And... Oh, the amount of shit I caught for being a 20 year old using a cane. God forbid <laughs> I have a grievous injury to my body. Right. <laughs> but no, I'm just some dude who's trying to, for whatever reason, look cool using a cane. It's like, wait, what? You're trying to support yourself so that you don't do irreparable damage to your body <laughs> for long term, like life? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? How dare you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. but you're like, inconveniencing everyone else. It, <laughs> like, it did have such an effect on me that I stopped using it, and that probably oh. wasn't the best thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so embarrassed and shamed that I just did my best to walk, which did not go well. Right. I'll tell you right yeah. now. Um, and who knows? Maybe that has something to do with why my hip and my knee are as bad as they are. I don't know. I'll never know. But, you know, it just... <sighs> As with most things like this in life, it just boils down to mind your own fucking business. Yeah, it really does. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, if someone wants to tell you something, they'll tell you. Uh, try not to assume anything about anybody around you. I think that's kind of the, the moral of the story of this topic is don't make assumptions on anybody because you don't fucking know. You don't know what that person's going through in life. You don't know, you know, what's going on with them physically. You don't know. So don't assume. Just mm-hmm. treat people the way you would want to be treated. Act in a way that you would want people to act towards you. Yeah. And if we all did that, there'd be no war. There'd be no hunger. <laughs> Everything would be better. <laughs> Global warming would be solved. So, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, we fixed let's, everyone. Let's just be better people. I guess. <laughs> yes. Right. Speaking I can't of people, anything. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people, Martin, you had a a topic that involves people. I do, yes, yeah. So my one's a bit, um, it's, it's a bit of a shorter one. It's it's not anywhere quite near as intense, but we were having a brief conversation before about, um, uh, Kerry, you were saying you just caught up on Game of Thrones and yes. that and um, how there was a specific story of watching it with someone and kind of almost wanting to be like, look, I did get it right. And like, you, you know, you were wrong and that kind of vibe. And it got me thinking about TV shows that are better when you watch them with other people, like some shows I think are great for zoning out just you and you're like, I'm going to get into this. Mm-hmm. And other shows, it's just like, do you know what? This probably wouldn't be as good if I wasn't able to talk about it afterwards, if I wasn't able to have that discussion. Um, a Game of Thrones is a perfect example. I think Walking Dead coasted off that for a little while as well. I know my enthusiasm for Walking Dead waned as soon as I didn't really have anyone to kind of talk about it with anymore. And I was like, oh, well... It's actually not as exciting that there's plot holes or that it's kind of gone <laughs> quiet now because I can't really like, you know, discuss that with people, I guess. So, yeah. Are there any that come to mind for you, like shows that you think were better because of that? Yeah, for me, like comedies, um, honestly, mm-hmm. because I hate laughing alone. I feel like a fucking idiot just sitting <laughs> on my couch, just <laughs> really? myself like an old crow, <laughs> you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So for me, 
uh, I watched Future Man the first time by myself. And it was a great show. I love it. It was a great show. Um, and mm. then I watched it with Carrie. And man, was that show so much better because you have someone to laugh with and appreciate the jokes with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like shows like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead are, are great and kind of obvious in the sense that, oh, here's this big event that happened. And yes. I really want to talk theories with someone. And there's a, a few shows like that, like Altered Carbon is a good one for that on Netflix. Uh, you know, these big event shows. But I think there's something to be said for the smaller shows like comedies and stuff where it's it's better to laugh with someone than alone, in my humble, pointless opinion. <laughs> I would agree with that. I, I think that's very, very valid. Um, just to hop in at this point, Nina and I have just started. Or Nina's watched a, city called, a show called Broad, Broad City, I think it's called. Uh, and age, ages ago and we've just started watching that and she's always making references and stuff to it and now i'm watching i'm like oh my god it all makes sense <laughs> and i think for her it's probably been frustrating to be saying this stuff and it just falls dead you know i get it with it's always sunny in philadelphia like you make a reference a joke and no, and no one says anything you're like oh my god <laughs> come yeah, on like, everyone i can't walk yeah. into a room and say possum sperm and have anybody understand what that means <laughs> that's a future uh, nope. reference <laughs> <laughs> really watch that show on hulu it's great yeah, yeah I I we don't get hulu it's so frustrating i'll have I'm to sorry. see what it's on it's okay i forgive you it's not your fault um, <laughs> unless it is in which case quit it give us hulu um, actually you can blame disney now oh is it yeah they've got their um majority stakeholder their, yeah their shareholder I mean, stakeholder i don't know is it the old west <laughs> mining for gold staking your claim I live in California. That was a thing here for real. Yeah, I don't think we really had the same kind of gold rush over here. I don't think we were panning, <laughs> panning for it around here. Uh, yeah. What about you, Carrie? Are there any that you like? Oh uh, yeah, like obviously Game of Thrones is definitely one because like I got two seasons behind because the person I used to watch it with we no longer hung out, so mm-hmm. it just kind of got to this point where like season six had come out and i was like oh i can watch it but i just didn't have those urges to because i enjoyed watching it with other people to come Mm -hmm. up with like you said these theories and talk about what just happened in the episode and you know i I enjoy those aspects of those kind of shows and you know same included with walking dead i'm behind in that for the same reason and it's just kind of kills it you know like because you know you go to turn to someone like oh i Oh, my cat has no opinions on this topic. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Your cat has an opinion. You just can't understand their opinion. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's pretty damn fair. But, uh, you know, for things like that, and like for things I like watching by myself, you know, it, they kind of be, tend to be my favorite reality TV shows, like Face Off, Skin Wars, things of that nature. I enjoy kind of watching because I, while I watch those kind of shows, I'm generally doing something else. Got you. Yeah. So, you know, but with things like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, I'm focused. There's no looking away. There's no drawing while doing it. Like I'm in on those shows. And then back when I had to deal with commercials, you know, those were the times you kind of got to turn to the other person and been like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, they also just get a bit, um, I mean, let's just think about it now. They get a bit just depressing and just just heavy when you watch them by yourselves, you know? Like, a lot of the scenes, like, you think about, well, I mean, I know we're talking about those specifically, but in those shows where after you just kind of feel, like, deflated if you're watching it on your own. You're just like, well, what's the point in anything? <laughs> like, but like you say, when there's a person there, you, like, look at them, like, mouth wide open, eyes wide, like, what did we just see? Yes. Like... Like Wet Westworld's a good one for that one. Um, oh really? Yeah. yeah. Westworld is an incredible show and it's one of those ones that has so many twists and turns and so much intrigue to it that not okay. being able to talk about it with anybody like I watched it alone if I recall pretty sure yeah and there's only one guy at work that watched it too. Okay. And so like the only release I got was like pulling that guy aside and being like okay, <laughs> well, let's go over what just happened. But like immediately after watching it, it's just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I just got to stew on it. It's the reason I actually didn't ever watch Breaking Bad is because I missed the boat at watching it at the same time as other people. And then I was just like, I'm just never going to do this now, am I? I don't think. Um, <laughs> yep. You'll never understand the pizza on the roof. 
No, although weirdly that I, that I do. Like <laughs> that's like the one thing from that show I have ever seen. Um, managed to avoid all spoilers and stuff for it, but I just thought it's an interesting concept. I, I think there's TV that's made to be done like that. You know, I think they do it so that it does generate conversation, and I almost feel like in a way that those TV shows are sloppier as well. Like that they're not as as finely crafted as maybe other shows are and th there's a reason for it and it's because it's meant to give people that stuff to talk about for shows too well done everyone's just like okay we all have the same opinion because that's what we presented and there's nothing to talk about um but yeah i think tv is tv's better when you talk about it and share it and stuff yeah. i guess honestly like to that point martin i would say that westworld is the exception to that Oh, really? Um, yeah, and it, it has to do with, I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it, because it's really only two seasons in, but okay. um, the nature of that show, it has to be finely crafted, yeah. because okay. there is such a high potential for, like, show-breaking plot holes that they really do have to be, because people are overanalyzing everything about that show, because right. you kind of have to analyze everything about that show to make sense of it. Uh, so I would say that that the sloppiness can I could say that uh could be true for like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. I could totally see that. Uh Westworld's kind of its own thing. It's like a reverse thing. I, I don't think they have the luxury of of doing that. Got just you. considering the story. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Is it is it most of the time that you're kind of speculating on where things are gonna go then I guess oh, yeah. with it and just and then you're wrong and everybody's right. wrong except for one thing <laughs> one thing everybody got right but it took a while for people to pick up on it serious oh uh, if it's only a couple i didn't realize it was only a couple seasons in i might have to give that one a go um, yeah it's only two seasons in and i don't know when the third season's coming out but i i am eager to see it oh yeah nice i'll give that a go there's there's twists in that show martin that i'm telling you you will be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> You'll know when I start watching it because our WhatsApp is just going to suddenly go like, what the fuck? <laughs> just like... Oh, please do. If you start watching it, you need to you need to hit us up. <laughs> Will do. Absolutely. I think um, just before we move on from this, like, yeah. I just want to take a quick detour then into like animated stuff because I know that you guys have watched a couple of animated things, right? Um, and I would say that like Gravity Falls for me uh, just came to mind as like one of these shows where if you can watch that alongside someone, I would recommend it because there's so many things. And if you look at it as like a team exercise when you watch this show, like at the end of each episode, just to go like, what did you see? What did you see? What are these clues? Because it's it's two seasons. They set out to make it as two seasons. And it's kind of what you're saying with Westworld. Like it's a really well-crafted thing because they knew where the end was. Um and there's riddles and stuff throughout it. And it's just so rewarding to talk to someone throughout that show. Um, mm -hmm. Some animated stuff is you put it on and it's there and it makes you laugh and it makes you chuckle and blah, blah, blah. But some stuff, you know, Steven Universe is the same, I think. It's a case of there's so much more to it that you kind of appreciate it more when you actually get to verbalize and discuss it. Yeah. So I've, I've heard of this show, but I literally know nothing about it. I just recently... I think it was one of my employees was was had mentioned the show in passing about how his daughter met one of the voice actresses from it. And, oh, really? That's yeah. Cool. And I was like, I've never heard of this. And so now that it's just kind of funny that now it's coming up again. Um, yeah. And I still have no idea what it is, where to find it, anything about um, it. I can't remember what service it's on because it'll obviously be different over here. But if you can find it to stream somewhere, it must be on one of the services. Um, I'll see if I can find it afterwards and send it to you. But I'd recommend it because it is only two seasons as well. And while it won't always be for everyone, I think it's worth giving it a go because you know that there's a set limit to it. It's not like when someone recommends you an anime and you're like, oh, yeah, so how much is out? And they're like, it's, a, it's on episode like 680 right now. Yeah. Um, and you're like, okay, I'm not. I'm sorry, but I'm just yeah. not. <laughs> but like... Hey, One Piece. Yeah. Bleach. Yeah, Bleach. Oh, my God. That was the only one I've ever done uh, that with. Wow. I've, I've gotten like 400 something episodes in and then I stopped. <laughs> I still want to finish it. I'm like in this weird spot where it's like this season doesn't connect to the season before it. And then the next season connects somewhere else and then the season after that doesn't connect so i, I kind of just looked at all that and i was just like <laughs> it's a bit, mm, a bit but much. i still want to finish it just to say i did it yeah so touching on anime is kind of funny because kind of what he was mentioning with westworld it was the same for me like before anime really blew up and 
there is a lot of people as into it as it is today. When I was younger and in high school, you know, anime was still kind of perceived as it's for kids. And it's like, bitch, if you saw the anime that I've seen, you would know kids should not be watching this shit. But, uh, you know, so when you finally came across somebody else who watched anime, it was like an explosion. That's how I actually met my friend uh, Timothy Wessel, uh, which you can find him on Twitter now. But uh, we worked in a factory of all places where you can barely hear each other talk to begin with. And it started off, I think, with like Dragon Ball Z. And we're just like, wait, you like it? Oh, my God. And we started talking about all the animes that we've seen up till then. And, you know, just it was so nice to be able to talk about these shows with somebody, even though it's something that you're totally fine kind of watching on your own. It's just finally nice to be like, there's somebody else who knows this anime, that anime, and these things that I've always wanted to talk about with somebody, like certain scenes that exploded your mind or a really touching scene that kind of moved you, anything, you know, like it was just finally nice to get that out because like you Mm kind of, especially when I was younger, like, as I mentioned before, like my mom was into Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that, but like any other kind of anime that I would bring up, my friends or my family, they'd just been like, what? who like what are you talking about right now and you're just like ah, oh, you don't get it yeah so I'd just be exploding like wanting to talk about it with somebody so yeah so when you finally met somebody to actually get into it with it was just hours of conversation of just <laughs> anime that's such a big mood as a child though just that screaming you just don't get it like yeah. that's just <laughs> childhood in a tea yeah absolutely yeah I think that is part of what makes all this stuff when you get older so much fun. When you really get to indulge in it, you know, that's what makes it so worthwhile. You're like, do you know what? I don't have to prove myself to anyone anymore. I found my people. We all like what we like. And we're just going to nerd out in this shit. Like, yes, this is fun. I think Speaking that's of like, kind of, sorry. I was gonna, that's kind of one nice thing about the internet um, is I, you got to kind of expand because I come from a very small community. So finding people in a small community who liked anime was kind of hard. So when I found Yahoo chat, when you kind of ignored the trolls and the negativity (laughs) found there, you know, you did find people that you could actually have more things in common with. And I remember like I was submerged with Yahoo chat because I did find these people and I discovered a lot of new anime that I probably wouldn't have. And I got to, you know, suggest anime to them because back in that day when streaming wasn't as big, the only way to find anime was Blockbuster. And they had these pink cases, these bright pink cases that kind of showed like, this is an anime. And they were so hard to find. It was few and far between. So when you found one, you're like, okay, it's like season 16 in a series of like, (laughs) 50 episodes i haven't seen the previous ones but i'm buying it anyways <laughs> and then blockbuster died rest in peace yeah <laughs> and i bought out all their anime for five dollars each i actually just drove by a, a sign for blockbuster uh what? friday yeah and I'm, i actually have to look to see because the sign is there but i don't think the blockbuster's there but if it's not there why is the sign still there <laughs> That's a good question. It's, You're it's gonna it never universe. was there at all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I landed in I, I fell asleep and then landed in the darkest timeline where Blockbuster's still a thing. <laughs> There's no Netflix anymore. And I guess it wouldn't be rest in peace, it would be rent in peace, huh? Oh yes. <sighs> I applaud that. Well, with that, we were going to actually talk about my topic, but we're running a little bit long this episode. The the first topic we had a great conversation about and uh went a little long on that one and i know as much as people love us they don't want an hour and a half to two hours of us so (laughs) what are you talking um, about with that i just want to thank everybody for hanging out with us today at the nerdy point of view podcast as always you can find me on twitter at captain sugar bear that's at cpt sugar bear uh not really tweeting a whole lot these days uh but you can find the links to the shit i'm working on there which is uh probably the best way to keep track of what i'm doing uh Carrie, where are you on the internet and what are you working on? You can find me on Twitter at Shrieky, S-H-R-I-E-K-E-E, where you'll see me post uh, the streams that I'll be doing and probably some of my art that I've been actually more focused on doing lately. And you can find me on Instagram at Carelessly, K-E-R-L-E-S-S-L-E-E. And yeah, yeah, I mean, 
I got Threads of Fates on Friday, where I play my Drow Rogue Assassin, and Comedy of Strahd, which will be happening tomorrow at 7 p.m. Actually, it happened last week at 7 p.m. last week? Oh my god, I am so behind. <laughs> yeah, my schedule is weird. It's okay. Next Monday, you can catch us then. Uh, and uh, I feel like I am missing something, but you know what? We'll just end it there. All right, Martin, where are you on the internet? What are you working on? Uh, so both Twitter and Twitch, at Grafolion, which is G-R-Y-F-F-O-L-E-O-N. Um, just tweeting my normal nonsense. I'm I'm probably, of the three of us, I guess, the more active on there, but even I do tend to take a break here and there. Um, also over on Instagram. And if you are a follower of the Twitch, every Monday at 8 p.m. GMT, which is 3 p.m. Eastern and midday Pacific, uh, myself and Nina, um, who is a human bard on Twitter, we're playing Stardew Valley just for a few hours. And on Thursdays at the same time, I'll be playing Subnautica for the meantime, just doing some chill underwater base building. And stuff you guys like are that. really so, making me want to do that fucking Stardew Valley thing. You guys yeah. talk about it so much, and I'm just like, I know I'm going to lose my life to it, but I just, <laughs> yeah. I keep inching. Every time you talk about it, I inch a little bit closer to getting that get fucking game. If nothing else, maybe come join us for a stream one day or something. If we can figure out a right time, we'll do like a. Maybe the four of us can play or something. It's um, it's great fun. It's super chill and relaxing. And uh, yeah, I enjoy it. So can you farm turnips? You can. Uh, oh, no, I think turnips might not be in there. Oh, my God. Well, then what kind of game is this? I take it all back. <laughs> I think I was just saying this the other day. Weirdly, the parsnips in that game look like turnips, though. So you could just pretend. What about pumpkins? Pumpkins. You can do that. But only okay, I'm four. back in. So <laughs> yeah. it's very season dependent. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't forget, you can find the show on Twitter as well at NerdyPOV and check out all of our new episodes at NerdyPointOfView.com. Make sure to also check out our Facebook page and join our growing Facebook community as well. We even have a Discord channel. If you're into that sort of thing, just reach out to the podcast on Twitter and we'll make sure you get a link. Also, check out our Instagram, which is poppin' like it's hot. No, <laughs> it is. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not hip like the cool kids. Of course, if you liked what you heard today, it helps us out big time if you could leave us five stars and a review on iTunes. For small shows like ours, every review helps immeasurably. Um, with that, I don't think I have anything else. Do you guys have anything else? I think I'm good. I don't know. First thing that came to mind was popping like Pop Rocks. Is that still a thing? Oh, was that ever a thing? What? It was always a thing. Oh, Pop Rocks are a thing. Yeah, but yeah. like popping like Pop Rocks, I don't think that was ever a thing. Well, now I'm making it a thing. We're making it one. Yeah. I'm just going to have popcorn. <laughs> All right, well, with that, we are out. One day I'm just going to cut off the, the recording like right in the middle of those do's with no fucking explanation. <laughs> it's just dumb. I'm sad. <laughs>